Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Man U. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. What up, Doe? And this is our guest speaker, <laughs> guest, comment. I'm still hungry. That's <laughs> something. Yes. Who have uh, Skyler what in the house? 15 Minute Boyfriend. Are we boyfriend? by his government? Oh, yeah. Okay. 15 Minute Boyfriend. Okay. Skyler's made no. several appearances. Yeah. I'm happy to be back. Some people like to keep the government off the pot. There's, you know? well, there's only one person. Yeah. I did that once, but everybody knew it was me. So. <laughs> okay, well, Skyler, welcome. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. We're here to bring you everything you need to know about the following bowl games in somewhere between 15 and 30 minutes. We're going over five. This is Big Ten Part 1. Definitely 30 minutes. <laughs> we have the Quick Lane Bowl, Minnesota and Georgia Tech on tap. We have the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, Wisconsin and Miami, the Franklin Mortgage Music City Bowl, Purdue versus Auburn, the Red Box Bowl, Michigan State versus Oregon, and finally, the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, our first ranked, which features number 22, Northwestern, versus number 17, Utah. Let's kick it off with the Quick Lane Bowl. This is coming to us next Wednesday, December 26th at 5.15 p.m. It's on ESPN. This is right in the heart of the Midwest, Ford Field, Detroit, Michigan. We have Minnesota against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech favored in this one by five and a half. And we got the over-under at 56. Evan, quick lane bowl. What are your thoughts? You have some quick thoughts for the quick lane bowl? <laughs> so my quick thought is Minnesota has disappointed me at almost every turn this season. So I'm very <laughs> hesitant to take uh, the Gophers. As, I mean, well-known fact, the offense that Georgia Tech runs – Rarely do teams face it. Hard to prepare for. And Skyler, poo-poo this all you want. (laughs) But Georgia Tech's kicker, Wesley Wells, is 100%. 8 for 8. Not statistically significant. I'm leaning towards (laughs) the Yellow Jackets. That's my quick take. I'm leaning towards Jackets, too. I, I agree. I couldn't be... Minnesota might be the most disappointing team in the Big Ten West. To me, especially with how Nebraska played in the second half after Nebraska's first three games, but we were everybody was like, "Oh my goodness, this is worse than we thought." But yeah, then they became a November team that was actually like semi-respectable. I'm not sure which direction they're trying to row the boat in Minnesota, <laughs> but it's, it doesn't seem to be going forward. I'll say the one thing uh, the Gophers have going for them is they are a decent defense against the run, which they're definitely going to need. Yeah. What I was going to say is if any team is ready to play the triple option, it's a Big Ten team just because of how they play football there. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I just don't see Minnesota being productive enough on offense to keep up with Georgia Tech. I mean, Minnesota has some horrible losses. Yeah, are there. they still starting their true freshman quarterback? Or has that been... Sweet no, that's out. the plan. Yeah, so that'll be great. That's not going to go well. <laughs> also, something that really needs to be talked about, and the only reason not to pick against Georgia Tech is it's Paul Johnson's last game. I can't right. say. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just, the players are going to be hyped for that. I agree. That's yeah. I mean, the Minnesota players should just even be like, <laughs> I'll lose. <laughs> any any thoughts on if the game is in Detroit, closer to Minnesota, likely more Minnesota fans. 
No. Does that sway anyone? Okay. Me, me either. Jake, but I thought it should be mentioned. Um, is, that a, is that a raucous crowd? The Gophers? Right. I don't know. I've actually... I would love to go to a Minnesota game. I've never been to one. Based on... Probably not. Based on... So, Big Ten West crowds. Uh, Iowa. Most, most intimidating. Go. Iowa. Number one. Over Camp Randall? Camp okay. Randall. Yes, I'd rather... Yes. Can, I, I don't want to knock Kinnick Camp is Randall, a fair take. but uh, I think Kinnick then Camp Randall. That's, You're saying um, Camp Randall won? Uh, yeah, Camp Randall. Uh, Minnesota, I don't Nebraska? know. Nebraska? Black shirts? No. no. Not based Not? on anything I've seen lately. <laughs> Who's the weakest? Northwestern. Come Northwestern. on. Northwestern. Wow, yeah, you're going to throw it at 15-minute goal. Good team. Oh, good my team. God. Good team, but that home crowd, yeah. that's got to be. Well, it's hardly, Evanston, I can't imagine. It's hardly a hometown. Exactly. It's like a away team every time. Yeah. yeah I, I have no comment. Um, <laughs> in our second Big Ten matchup, speaking of Camp Randall, the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, which takes place at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, New York. This is next Thursday, December 27th at 5.15. This will also be on ESPN. Interesting time for primetime games. Both of them are at 5.15. Is, mm-hmm. that, a, is that a slot in which people watch, watch I'll games? I'll be watching. Okay. All right. Wisconsin versus Miami. We have a game here which will not feature, looks like, either starting quarterback. We're still iffy mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Miami. Wisconsin comes into this game a three-point dog. And the over-under is 47. Yeah, I, so always that quarterback thing is really throwing me on who to pick, right? I know. I guess Miami coming win with the better defense. I'd honestly say clearly better defense. Kind of makes me lean their way. But then this is also going to be in New York City in December. And Wisconsin is mm-hmm. Wisconsin. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Miami's from South Beach. And the elements are going to be a factor. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is a really tough game to call. Skyler, thoughts? Yeah, I think with the quarterbacks out, you got to go with Wisconsin, mainly because the senior, Jack Cohen, who's played quite a bit over his career, is going to be playing, I believe. So I'm going to take Wisconsin there, mainly because of that. And uh, I guess, there's, is there any word on if uh, Taylor, the running back, is he playing? He's playing. He's, he's yeah. playing. Yeah. He hasn't I, said he's not playing. Then definitely Wisconsin. He's, he's gonna why are you not playing? He's so far. Oh, for oh, some reason, I thought he was a junior. You good? Yeah, good no. point. Oh, well, he's playing. The other other comment is, man, how far these teams have fallen. Yeah. Wisconsin basically, well, undefeated last year, right? Or was that two years ago? No. Well, undefeated until the Big Ten Championship. championship. Right. And Miami kind of skated a bit, but I think they still won 10 games last year. And we're Mm -hmm. in the conversation top six there for a bit. Sure. Sure. So hopefully we're not predicting Michigan's future here and talking teams (laughs) that almost made the playoff last year and then turned out to be eight-win teams this year. What's your pick, Matt? (sighs) I like what Evan said about the. I, I do see weather and the temperature being a factor. I I don't know. I I, I don't love the, the drama around. I would I would lean Miami normally um, based on what I've been very unimpressed with from Wisconsin this year. But I don't love the drama around their starting quarterback. Whether he plays or not plays, yeah. I think that there's been too much attention that has zero to do with football. So. Without Hornybrook, though, Jonathan Taylor is still Jonathan Taylor and their offensive lineman are is still Wisconsin's best weapon, and that was true before and after Hornybrook. So I like that consistency. I I don't know. Uh, Manny Diaz is out at Miami as the defensive Good coordinator, now. taking the head coaching job at Temple. That also is a problem for the Hurricanes and trying to scheme for something like Jonathan Taylor. So I think I'm going to take the take the three points and take the Badgers here. Yeah, agreed. Uh, all those things, all those things you just said, and then Miami also lost to Duke, yeah. so mm-hmm. I'm real out on that. 
Hot take. But I this is not a fun game. I don't like I don't enjoy calling this at all. <laughs> Hot take. Wisconsin's senior quarterback. Throw some dimes. I think that's night. I think that's actually not that, I think that's yeah, a good thing. Right? He gets what you get a shot, yeah. right? You've been waiting your whole career. Talk, yeah, yeah, talk about uh, I'm gonna play. Barry Alvarez's gonna pull him to the side and be like, hey son. <laughs> this is your only like chance to play in the red and white. <laughs> yeah. That dude's gonna be hyped. Alright, gents, let's transition into our next bowl. We have the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. Say that five times fast. It is on Friday, December 28th at 1.30 p.m. on ESPN. It's going to feature 6-6 six and six Purdue versus 7-5 and five Auburn. The spread is seven and, or excuse me, 3.5 points uh, in favor of Auburn with an over-under of 55. And I neglected to say it, but it's at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Skylar, what are your thoughts? I'm definitely going to go with Purdue here. I feel like Brome gets them up for these big wins, mm-hmm. and this doesn't seem like it should be a big win because Auburn's record is not that impressive. But unfortunately, at this time, any win over an SEC team is considered a big win, and so I'm going to go with Purdue. Rondale Moore is going to run all over Auburn, and uh, I'm definitely taking the over on the over-under of 55. They're going to score some points. This is the first of three Big Ten SEC matchups. We're going to see uh, Purdue and Auburn here, but then we also on January 1st have uh, Iowa and Kentucky, and we have, or yeah, correct? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Iowa and Michigan and Mississippi State, and we have Penn State and Kentucky. Yeah. As well as Michigan, Florida. As well as Michigan, Florida, excuse me, so four. I agree with Skylar. I like the Boilermakers here. Not only does Brom get them up for big games, but there's huge momentum around him being there and choosing to stay, spurning Louisville for West Lafayette. So I like that. I, I don't like what I've seen from Auburn. It's part of like the crazy way that we do college football in that if you have pedigree and you can make a lot of noise in the offseason, you can get this great preseason ranking. Like They start off the year as a top 10 team. and. You know, we also gave all this credit to LSU for beating them. That's what made LSU a good team. Well, they beat Auburn. Well, like, Auburn's 7-5. and five. They're not very good. Purdue has some suspect losses, but they may have one of the best wins in the country in the way that they smacked Ohio State, 49-20. to 20. And I think the win over what, in my opinion, is a good Iowa team. And speaking of, oh, no, they had Northwestern close. The Wildcats found out a way to squeak that out in the, in the opening game of the season. So I don't let me poo poo. I don't mean to poo poo. Well, I will poo poo on the parade. <laughs> you love to do that, dude. Purdue <laughs> lost to Eastern Michigan. Who's who's the most? They improved, lost to Minnesota. The, the most improved MAC team. Minnesota. They lost to Missouri. Okay, High powered offense. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look at Auburn's losses. So LSU, Georgia, Bama. We're really going to say that that's. Big uh, SEC buys to say that those three teams. Oh, are going. Uh, I mean, they're, they're damning one. I think is losing to Tennessee. I didn't realize we were on the fine bomb show. Okay, yeah. Yeah. tell me how good I'm the SEC is. Go ahead. Coming, those also me. weren't close losses. They were like basically Michigan, Ohio State, Auburn coming in with a significantly better defense, significantly better in Purdue's uh, losses. This great offense, which I agree they do tend to run on teams, but the games that they lost, that offense sputters. So if Auburn's defense can hold them down. I don't see Purdue's defense stepping up to hold down the Auburn offense. But you do agree that Auburn does not have a a win. We keep talking losses. They don't have a win, something active that they did that's as good as what Purdue did against Ohio State. 
No, but I think them beating Washington and Texas A and M. I don't think that's anything to snuff at. I think those are quality. No, is it the same as beating OSU by? I, for, I forgot you're a 50 big SEC guy. No. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying, be realistic. <laughs> okay, sure. Auburn is a quality team. So you're rolling. I'm taking Auburn in this, if that's what you're asking. Very that's interesting. I'm rolling with the defense. I think long term defenses. That's the way to pick games. I'm rolling with the clearly better defense. And it's not like there's there's offenses in the SEC that are... It's not like they're terrible offenses in the SEC. They're actually pretty good offense. I also think in the way that So Purdue, having a good defense in the SEC, I think, means something. In the way that Purdue has positive momentum with Brom, I think there's a lot of negative energy around Malzahn. Not, not. Yeah. And Where does he I think that, that's year? an issue for, for their team. I don't know that he even stays. If they, they lose this game... We don't need to go if, and, or but, but like that, that's on the table for sure. Definitely. Seven and six? Yikes. It's if they lose this game, which I don't think they're going to. <laughs> Who knows with Auburn, too? It's either he's winning or he's losing and he sticks around. Yeah. 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 So I, I get three and a half. I'm going to take the three and a half and I'm going to roll Boilermakers here. Sky, you rolling? Boiler, Boilermakers. Auburn. Auburn. Okay. Mm. I would, I would love to be wrong about this, but I think y'all are just being naive. Okay. Let's All see. right. Next up, we got my favorite one, the most interesting one to me as a Michigan and Big Ten fan. We have mm-hmm. Michigan State versus Oregon mm-hmm. in the Red Box Bowl. And to save everybody a Google, because nobody knows what that is, <laughs> it's in Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Vegas has Oregon by three. And um, yeah. I guess I can start. Mm -hmm. Sure. My thoughts are I'm super interested to watch Michigan State because I want to see what the preview of next year is going to be. Can they score any points? Because they have not been good at that. (laughs) Uh, That being said, D'Antonio wins big games, unfortunately. And so I don't think I can pick against them until they start losing some of these big games. So I'm going to take Michigan State, even though I have no idea how they score any points and definitely taking the under on 48 because there's no way that this game goes over 48. I like the call on the under. I agree with that. So I think the way Michigan State scores points is because Oregon's defense is so terrible. Okay. Which is never great, being like, well, let's score points because the other guys suck, not because they're good. But it's undeniably true. I mean, they barely scored on Rutgers. (laughs) (laughs) But they scored. Barely scored means they scored. Um, Yeah, I think... uh, just this game's going to come down to, you know, we know Oregon's going to score points. they got that high-powered offense. It's clearly the better offense. So um, can Michigan State take advantage of a weak de- defense to keep up? And honestly, I think so. I think to your point of State getting it up for big games is a good one and an important one. Um, I'm actually leaning towards the Sparties on this. Hmm. So I'm kind of at that point in the test where, like, you've taken too many Big Ten teams. And it's like, can you, can you continue to do that? The only team that I picked against so far has been Minnesota. I do. I couldn't agree more though with what Scala says. It seems like you want to break down the game more uh, unit to unit, but D'Antonio does find a way to win big games, and and you can't ignore that. Although thinking of the momentum of both programs, Oregon on the early signing day, see, it's the number one recruit mm-hmm. in the nation. I mean, they have huge momentum and and hype and, and, and positive maybe energy. Maybe the best quarterback. Yeah. Oh, there. Herbert. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a big problem for Michigan State secondary Sparty. is not that great. So that concerns me about uh, Sparty. I would like to normally take them in big games. We've just seen an, an anemic offense, though. Mm. I, I 
I agree with your thoughts on the Oregon defense, but if this becomes a track meet, I don't know that Michigan State keeps yeah. up with what with what Oregon can uh, put out there. So I, I got to go Ducks here. So number one thing you're most interested to see in this game: How does Michigan State game plan for Justin Herbert, and can they get stops for them? I'm also very intrigued. I know that we were kind of joking about the way that Michigan State could score or not score, but like I don't, I don't know, guys. It's been uh, it's been slow going for Sparty this year. I'm going to be super selfish and say hopefully Kenny Willekes goes off so that he goes to the draft. (laughs) 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 I do not want to play him again. Yeah, that's fair. So final game, the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Two of our ranked teams. We got number 22, Northwestern, Big Ten West champion versus number 17, Utah, the Pac-12 South champion. 7-5 versus 8-4. and four. Uh, We have Utah favored by 7 here. And over-under is 48. This is also on New Year's Eve, 7 o'clock on FS1. This is the San Diego Community College Stadium. Coming, coming to you from San Diego, California. Evan, thoughts on the Hollywood? So, 15-minute girlfriend's not going to be happy with me, but <laughs> look at the stats. Utah's clearly the better team. Clearly. I yeah. mean, offense, defense, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I, there's only two categories that I track that Northwestern's <laughs> better in. So, I, I don't know how you really think Northwestern is going to win this game. I mean, I suppose we could talk about is the Pac-12 you know, as good as the Big Ten, and then that's the reason why Utah's stats are better. But, I mean, better offense, better defense, I'm not sure. I feel like every big game that I picked Northwestern to win in, they lost. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just my bad luck. But that makes me hesitant to pick um, the Wildcats in this one. I think, you know, Northwestern lost to Duke. That's not great. They lost to Akron. That's not great. You look that's at, horrendous. You look at Utah's losses, this is, and this is never a great way to analyze, but... They don't have any terrible losses. But I'm going to do it anyway. They lost to Washington. They lost to Washington <laughs> State. They lost to Arizona losses, State. Man. I, I don't know. Like, those... I don't, we don't even need to look at quality losses. I think that the... I think Pat Fitzgerald is another coach that does a good job of getting Northwestern up for big games that were important. I was impressed with the way that they played for three quarters against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. Well. You know, against a, a team that's legit. And we would say that Ohio State's much more high-powered than Utah. Now... Unfortunately for Northwestern, I think that their ability to game plan for big games applies mostly to the Big Ten over the last yeah. two years. They are 0 for 3 this year in out-of-conference games. and But the two toughest ones they played well against. The Notre Dame, playoff team, you yeah. lost by 10-2. Um, we saw a pretty competitive Big Ten championship team against a high-powered Ohio State team, number 6. But... Though you could just skip over that loss to Akron. Akron hasn't beaten a Big Ten team since the like eighteen hundreds. Yeah, it, that was not a great loss. Her, Akron was so bad they fired their coach at the end of the year, which included a victory over a Big Ten team. And they were like, you know what? That was still so bad after that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I can't roll uh, Wildcats in this one. I, I also like Utah. I mean, this could be the best of the games we've covered today. I think this is probably the best matchup. I do like. Kyle Whittingham, and we've seen Utah play tough against good teams this year. Yeah, I have to uh, agree with everything you guys have said. Sorry, Northwestern fans, but this is the epitome of 
uh, Northwestern sports. You know, a bunch of almost was and could have mm-hmm. been's, but you kind of just finish up as a, a has been and you lose. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that was 15, a bit aggressive. Sorry, 15 minute but. boyfriend. Harsh, harsh, harsh. Nah, there's no way they win this. Definitely after like such an exciting season and then the, the letdown that everybody saw coming, uh, there's just no way. I feel like they're they're done for the year. Plus, Pat Fitzgerald is kind of a, a meathead. So. <laughs> really? You're not a Fitzgerald guy? Nah. Wow. That's harsh. He cheers on too many uh, penalties and stuff against... Uh, Dude, he coaches at Northwestern. Give him a, <laughs> he is a, a kind soul. Not a lot of people are signing up for that job. And you know what, Nor? I'm going, Evanston. <laughs> but you know, he wakes up like that every morning. The smart ones do, literally. <laughs> oh. So, all right. We were rolling. Everybody in favor of Georgia Tech, correct? Yeah. Yes. Quick lane bowl on the 26th. We are all rolling Wisconsin pinstripe, correct? I'm taking whiskey. I don't love on that. On the record? I don't uh, love yes. it either. It's messy. Yes. It's messy. It's messy. But it, in the Bronx, plus we're getting three there. Yeah. We're getting three. Yeah. The Music City Bowl, Evan is rolling Auburn. Auburn. War Eagle turned into a fine bomb for a minute. It was very interesting. <laughs> Skylar and I both rolling Boilermakers in the Red Box Bowl, which I'm... No one is certain where that bowl originated from. Uh, you two are rolling Sparty. Yep. I'm rolling right. Ducks. And then we're all rolling Utah, Utah. here. Yep. Take better defenses, folks, when you're picking bowls. Mm. That's, Interesting. That's my advice. That's your call. How's that going for the Max so far? How's, uh, that, how's that going for Michigan? I think I got a little <laughs> harsh, harsh. I got a little too homery in my Mac picks, truth be told. Okay. So we'll try to do Except that. for the fighting Nathan O'Rourke. I was in on them all season, baby, and they... That game was great. Did you watch? I did. You you, right. you were ride or die. I mean, I had to. I was like, God, they have to win one of these. Right? Please. <laughs> Please. Yeah. So, all right, folks. This will be part one of Big Ten. we got another Big Ten pod coming to you. Another special guest. A whole bunch of special guests lined up this yeah. holiday season. We're with our family and friends. We hope you are as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know how the discussion goes with these family and, and friends. And while you're on these discussions, remember to have them to uh, to tell their friends and their families. Yeah. And uh, they can reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Gmail, Twitter, at 15MinuteU. Remember, you can also find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, or Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcasts from our 15-minute hearts to yours. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Skylar, good to have you back. Good to be Excellent here. Excellent. So we'll be like, we're doing, uh, still got Peach Bowl coming, right? Yeah. So. Big one. The, the trio will be, we'll be back sometime over the next few days. But whatever you guys decide to do, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. Don't pick them like you. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. No FBS quarterback has ever gone 100 cents. It's pretty hard to do. In a bowl game. Pretty remarkable. Good for Zach Wilson.